Are you ready? Welcome to Radio Grognard, King Size, the OSR podcast with more stuff with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Soul Man Grognard here. Hope you're all doing well. It's a nice day. Okay. Um, what about my philosophy of games? Game design, philosophy, whatever. We'll talk about that after this. Okay. So, uh, I have mentioned before what I like to do in games. There are many people, many people, many GMs out there who like to run it a certain way. And there's realistic ones. There's uh, total fantasy ones and all that kind of stuff. I think you know where I'm going with this. Uh, And my motto, as you know, is I don't care what's possible. I care what's plausible. And you know what? I've been thinking about that. And that is kind kind of dependent on... How you run your game, or how you set, I should say, how you set up your game. Some people like more realism than others. I always use my friend Matt as an example, his Thursday game. He likes it, first of all, he likes raw, rules is written. And we go round and round about that because there is no such thing as a game run rules is written. Everybody has their own little quirks in the game. And everybody sees things in the game they don't like, so they change it or get rid of it or whatever. So, and I say, well, yeah, but you're not doing rules as written. You're never doing rules as written, okay? And he said, no, no, no. And he likes realism. He likes realism in his fantasy games. And I said, you know, to me, that's kind of an oxymoron. I mean, yeah, you can have more realistic elements in it, but a totally realistic game... Uh, you're not doing the right hobby. You know, uh, it's a role-playing game. It is, I mean, you got you got hit points for crying out loud, which is an abstract of damage that you can, that people can take. So, you know, there's that. And he says, no, 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 I want, I want to be realistic. Well, you know, when I say, I don't care what's possible, what's plausible, I mean, in a realistic sense, you can do that too. I mean, there's... <laughs> There's a lot of things in this world under the sun that can happen that you wouldn't think happen. Some people call them miracles. Some people call them dumb luck. Some people got coincidence. But I feel that you got to establish the ground rules of your world in order for that to work. I mean, if I, I'm not saying that I run high fantasy. I just run fantasy fantasy. I don't think of it as high fantasy. When I think of high fantasy, I think of like a fairy tale. You know, castles on clouds and princes, princesses with, you know, big dresses and all that kind of stuff. And to me, that's kind of kiddie stuff. To me, I think Lord of the Rings is a more realistic type fantasy world. You can have magic in a realistic world. Yes, you can. I've seen it all the time. But like I said, you get that. I'm not that. I'm not. I'm really interested in that. I'm not also. I'm also not interested in the real gritty. You know, you gotta you gotta fight for everything type of type of role playing game, uh, real like down and dirty, and you can really get. I mean, yeah, I'm I'm for being it being dangerous, okay, but not to the point of nihilism. I really don't like nihilism. Uh, I like hope in my games, but at the same time, I'm the proponent of the characters have to earn their happy ending. You know, they got to earn it. 
You know, they got to go through the trials and tribulations. And so there, I'm, I'm always running kind of a balance, you know? That's why I got to get along with, you know, running Forgotten Realms and stuff. Because to me, that was just like, well, it's sort of, you know, make it what you want. It's enough realism, enough fantastic, and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, when you talk about realism, come on. If you're playing fantasy, you, you got people who can do magic, okay? You got to take that into consideration. I'm not poo-pooing this. I'm not poo-pooing, but you got to take it into consideration. So when you say what's plausible, what's plausible for your world, the way you've established the ground rules. And that's something I think you should take care of in session zero, or at least the first session or something. Okay, guys, the, or even before that, when people are saying, I want to play, uh, okay, here's what I've written down. And you really should write them down. Either write them down, type them down, whatever, put it online, put it on note, one note, put it on a piece of paper. It doesn't matter. You know, hand this out saying, okay, these are my rules. Okay, before that, before you do that, you got to sit sit down and think about, okay, what rules do I want for my world? I, one of the things I loved about the Dream Park role-playing game is, one, it was easy to make adventures for it. And two, every Dream Park game, which is kind of a meta thing, because you're playing in Dream Park, this place who does, that they do adventures where GM's in a big chair and a, and a, at a console. And what the heck is that? Weird. Oh, it must be, must be noon in Oklahoma. How about that? Um, but, you know, the big chair and they're running these quote unquote games in a holographic dome that have a mixture of hologram, kind of like, kind of like the holodeck. The holodeck in uh, in Star Trek, but it, it's supported with props and stuff. You know blah, 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 blah. Anyway, uh, what I like about it is every game has its own world and its own rules that you have to establish. You know, at the at the beginning. So when you're writing it, you go, okay, this is these are like three things that happen in this world. These are the three things or four things or whatever that you establish the world is like. Okay. Got it. So, what you do, what you do is write that down, and that's great. I think that every game should do that. Okay, this world, magic is real. Uh, sometimes gravity is reversed in certain areas. There's wild magic areas. You know, just like I said, like I always say, just bullet point it. You know what I'm saying? And so you do it that way, and then you sit. Then you sit down with your players at session zero or session one or whatever the hell you want to call it. Okay, here's the rules. And here is the house. And you also got to come up with the house rules. These are the house rules I use. And sometimes, and I'm talking about a GM who's got some gaming under his belt. Okay. Because you got to, you know, if you don't like, say, okay, you read a, read a rule book. You don't like some. Okay, take it out. Okay, see how the game works. Okay, it works for you? Fine. It doesn't work for you? Okay, I may have to put that back in, but I want to modify it. This is the kind of trial and error thing you have to do while you're running games. So, you know, like the first games you ever run as a GM, you probably want to run it as close to by the book as you can, as rules is written. Like I said, there's no nobody who runs it completely rules as written because... One, people like to change stuff. And two, sometimes people forget. 
what you got to go, you know, after the game, go, oh, yeah, I forgot to do that. Yeah. Um, so it's a trial and error thing. But make sure once you get it down, you write it down and give it to the players. And this is kind of a thing that's changing all the time. You know, you start, you keep playing games. You, oh, I didn't like the way that works. Let's do this instead or get rid of it and see what happens. And then you run the next game. Okay, cool. I'm going to add that to my house rules. You do that all the time. Then you go back and decide what's possible and what's plausible. I'm not saying you go back and write it down, but I mean, as you're playing, you've got some kind of basis. The players and you have the basis of what the world is like. I love those things. Here's the things the character knows in this world. This is the history. I'm not saying you got to do this thousand years ago. This happened, blah, blah. Just, you know, really, I mean, I think index card RPG is good for that. Because they do, okay, in this in this campaign, this is what the characters know. Magic is real. This happened 100 years ago. This war happened uh, 500 years ago. And people remember it. And all that. That's the kind of thing. That's the kind of thing you should hand to your players, saying, this is what your characters know about this world. You can even break it down to area. Like maybe they're in a certain area that something happened that didn't affect the rest of the world. But in this area, this happens, so they kind of either remember it or deal with it or whatever in this world. The Midderlands are good for that because there's all sorts of areas in that Midderlands and beyond that people, there's regional stuff. There's all sorts of regional stuff in there that people have to deal with and, you know, that kind of thing. It leads to like superstitions or religions or whatever. So you got to keep that in mind. So when you do that, you have now you have a basis of what is possible and you got some good idea of what is plausible. And that can change from game to game. But you have a basis to work on, which is really good. Okay, I got to go start my day. So if you guys want to talk to me about this or anything else, oldmangrognardgmail.com or drop a voicemail on, a, uh, I'm sorry, Spotify for podcasters. We are monetized. So as little as 99 cents a month, you too can help support this program. I would thank you for single donations. My Ko-fi page, ko-fi.com slash oldmangrognard or my PayPal tip jar, paypal.me slash oldmangrognard. Let me thank these people. They give to me monthly. Juan Carlos Llewellyn, twice. Gilbert Suarez and Benjamin Brodell. Thank you very much. For other good podcasts, Dan Gregg's The Young YUNG Young Grognarn Podcast, Kevin at the Red Caps Podcast, Daniel Norton's Bandits Keep Podcast, Randy and Joe's Biggest Geekest Podcast, Big John Allen Large's The Red Dice Diaries, and my friend Eric Tankar's Tavern Chat. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. You got questions? You got comments? Send them to oldmangrognarn at gmail.com. Tune in next time when Radio Grognard King Size is on the air.